Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Pete Callender here for the Pete Callender Show, as it were, 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. And uh, a couple of uh, uh, topics that I will get to today, but um, we're going to start off with uh, the Bidens, but a couple other topics. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the border, and uh, I've got a, a headline here from the Babylon Bee that says, Mayorkas, the uh, head of Homeland Security, uh, he is heading to the border where he will be firing the starter pistol for when Title 49 expi- 42 expires. Right? Yeah, he'll be there to start the uh, start the races. Uh, also, uh, as I understand it, uh, George Santos, the habitual liar uh, that ran for office. That I mean, that's not really the headline, but he was in. He's been arrested. He turned himself in. Federal charges, as I understand it. He's pleading not guilty, but, I mean, it's Santos, so how do we know that's true? Like, that's, I'm just kidding. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Here's my question on the Biden crime family. Are they too big to jail? Uh, Too big to jail? I think they have gotten to the point uh, they are too big to jail. And this was on uh, actually an argument that was made by the left about Donald Trump. He has to run for re-election. He has to come back into the arena because it's the only way he can avoid prison time. Although, I mean, he was he was convicted in that civil trial. I mean, he's not going to go to jail over any of that. That's just a monetary dam- uh, a monetary uh, uh, settlement against him or or ruling against him. He'll appeal it, I'm sure. Um, I, I I got questions about his handling and his team's handling of that, but we'll get to that too. Also at two o'clock, um, going to talk with a, a doctor about uh, Governor Roy Cooper's uh, statewide two county tour. Maybe it's a two county statewide tour to try to whip up the mob to intimidate and harass and bully four Republicans into switching their votes on the abortion bill. Oh, and also he's going to be doing a big. Uh, pro-abortion rally, Mother's Day weekend. Well, I mean, what better way to celebrate mom, right, than, yeah, than to to veto the, the yeah, the pro-life legislation. All right, let me start here, though. The, oh, you know what, I do have time. All right, I thought for sure I was going to blab on long enough where I wouldn't be able to play the audio, but let's play the audio. James Comer at the press conference this morning held by the House Oversight Committee. Since obtaining subpoena authority, we have made astonishing progress. Today, we'll talk about that progress. First, we want to discuss information the committee has learned since our last press conference in November. New information investigators have uncovered regarding the transfer of money from foreign entities to the Biden family. Many of the wire payments occurred while Joe Biden was vice president and leading the United States efforts in these countries. First instance, 
while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies. In reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Hunter Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with the Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. Is that a problem? The what? Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the Bidens money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. Again, a problem? What? In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. Purely coincidental. I mean, it's not like he was no longer of value or anything. This is a pattern of influence peddling. This appears separate from any payment Hunter received from his work connecting this individual to a U.S. law firm. We'll also provide further information regarding the Biden's relationship with China. This includes two individuals the committee is particularly concerned about. One of them, Yi Jinming, had close ties to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party and operated a multi-billion dollar energy company with access to large sums of money. Well, but luckily, Hunter Biden is an expert in energy, so, uh, duh, this makes sense. We'll discuss how the Bidens received millions of dollars from this individual through the use of shell companies and wire transfers. In March, the committee released its first bank records memorandum that showed a Biden associate, Rob Walker, used his company to funnel money from the Chinese to various Biden family members. Democrats dismissed the evidence, even though it was based on bank records directly from the bank. The Democrats on the Oversight Committee received the same records as the Republicans, hmm. and they were able to verify the information. Hmm. Democrats said all the bank records showed were Papa John's and Starbucks receipts. They deliberately chose to misconstrue and deny what was clearly in front of them. Hunter Biden's representatives claimed the money was, quote, good faith seed funds, but could not explain why those funds had to go through an intermediary in what appears to be an attempt to hide the transfers from the Chinese. Well, that's what all good faith seed funds are about. It's that's the definition of a good faith seed fund, right? Or a GFSF. That's what they're. That's what you do. You wash them through multiple LLCs in good faith. Duh. They are good faith laundering the seed funds. They also couldn't explain why the Bidens received over $1 million in 16 different wire transfers over a period of three months to at least five different banks. Good faith. The president, when confronted with this information, said it wasn't true. Good faith. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. In good the Bidens have received millions of dollars from seed China. Fund. Seed funds. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. Now I want to say a few remarks about the development. All right, no, you don't. Okay, so, yeah, good faith seed money. Okay, so it came from China. They got lots of seeds. 
A lot of seeds over in China. That's why they're buying all the land, all the foreign land and such in America, so they can plant all of the seeds, obviously, in good faith, right? The Biden family and its business associates created a complicated web of more than 20 companies, a system that GOP lawmakers say was meant to conceal money received from foreign nationals. Look, what family among us doesn't set up nearly two dozen LLCs? for all the different work they're doing, right? Who among us doesn't have six or seven LLCs alone, right? Just running all sorts of businesses because you're in all different areas doing all kinds of work, as, you know, Joe Biden was doing when he was vice president. That's why you set all those up. There was one called The Big Guy, LLC. I'm kidding. That would be hilarious, though, if they did set one up called The Big Guy. (laughs) Many payments got routed from foreign companies to the Biden family's business associates companies, which then doled out payments to the Bidens in incremental payments, going to different bank accounts in order to hide the source of the funds. This is standard, right? When you are, far be it for me to suggest, not operating good faith seed fund operations. And by the way, seed funds, that's just like startups and stuff. That's, you know. Capital seeding. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, that, this is what you do. This is how you launder money, right? This is how you try This is how you conceal it. You get a whole bunch of money. You wash it through a bunch of different LLCs so you can't really trace where the money is going. But if you get access to the bank statements, then you're able to, to track down the money, you know, forensic accounting or a forensic audit. And so that's what they've been doing. They've been tracking down the money. Where does the money go? And look at that. Lo and behold, it ends up in... A variety of Biden family accounts. There are Bidens listed I didn't even know existed. Yeah, like like the like Joe Biden's granddaughter from the stripper that he doesn't acknowledge. That's, I didn't know I'm kidding. Well, I mean, if he doesn't know she existed, how am I supposed to know? At least nine Biden family members got payouts. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. At least nine Biden family members received payments. According to the uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer at a press conference, The Biden family members that got the moolah. Hunter Biden. James Biden. That's Joe's brother. James Biden's wife, Sarah. The late Beau Biden's wife, Haley Biden. Also the ex-girlfriend of Hunter Biden. Um, Hunter Biden's ex-wife, Kathleen Buell. Hunter Biden's wife, Melissa Cohen. And, quote, three children of the president's son and the president's brother. 
I don't know who that would be. Oh, three children of the president's son. So that's, yeah, that doesn't include the, the yeah, the out-of-wedlock stripper. No, no. But also the president's brother. So a couple of their kids, a couple of the grandkids, a couple of Joe Biden's grandkids got some money. Much of the money came from the Chinese nationals, and that's not a baseball team, and uh, companies with ties to the Chinese Communist Party. By the way, every company in China has ties to the Chinese Communist Party. It's kind of their jam. Multiple Biden family members received money after it passed through an associate's account. Comer said of the countries that the Biden family was influenced peddling in, China is, quote, the most reputable. Oh, okay. well, that makes me feel good. The committee revealed that records suggest the Biden family and its associates business dealings in Romania bear clear indication of a scheme to peddle influence between the years 2015 to 2017. And that, my friends, yes, was during his vice presidency, which is why he needed all of the documents in the garage. It all makes sense. Look, I've always said there is a perfectly reasonable explanation for why it looks like the Biden family has been running a criminal influence peddling operation. There's a perfectly reasonable explanation for it. It's that they were, right? I mean, that's the explanation. It looks the way it looks because that's what it was. At the time, then-Vice President Biden spoke out against Romanian corruption while the Biden family received more than a million dollars from a company controlled by a Romanian national, a guy by the name of Gabriel, or Gabriel, Popovicu, Popovicu, uh, who has uh, been accused of corruption, sent the money through a Biden family associate. 16 of the 17 payments involved in that deal occurred while Biden was still in office. And then the money stops flowing after Biden leaves office. The Bidens also received millions of dollars from China, with Comer saying that it is, quote, inconceivable that the president did not know about the payments. Comer said that information revealed today is the result of subpoenas to four different banks and he stressed that the committee is still early in its investigation and believes there are as many as 12 banks with records relevant to its investigation. So they've only gotten through a third of the banks so far. That's it. They published their report. You can find it on their uh, website, the House Oversight website. Um, they are investigating the opaque corporate structures. This is from their report. Of particular Biden-affiliated companies, those companies' complicated connections with each other, whether these companies maintained books and records, and why certain foreign nationals sought to partner with and engage in businesses with specific Biden family members and their companies. All right, I'm going to throw something out there. Here we go. Biden was engaged in this kind of uh, stuff in 15 to 17, right? And then, and then after he leaves the office as vice president, it stops. What happened in 2016? Well, Joe Biden said, due to the death of his son, Bo, right, he wasn't going to run for president. His heart wasn't in it or whatever. He, he was like, I'm not running for president. But what else was going on? Hillary Clinton was. And what was the, what was the common perception? That she was going to win. 
So he was setting all of this stuff up for when Hillary was in charge, and that's the insurance, right? He knows they're not going to come after him. He's going to bow out. He's going to step aside. Uh, I'm not going to run against Hillary Clinton. She's the smartest almost qualified ever, right? So, like, she's she's going to take the the reins, and then he's going to go make bank. And then Donald Trump comes along, leaves the proverbial floater in the punch bowl, and now it's all going to be exposed. A fella named uh, McGill's who claims to be a Scott Stapp cosplay award winner. I have no idea what that means. But he points out that the reason Joe Biden won't recognize his youngest grandkid uh, is because then they would have to split the Chinese Communist Party payments one more time. That's, that is probably, that's the reason. Now it, now you know why Hunter Biden was was able to afford what, $750,000 in child support, but now is broke. Because they set all of this stuff up, according to the investigation out of the House Oversight Committee. After assuming the vice presidency in 2009, Hunter Biden and his business associates formed at least 15 companies. Right? So as soon as Joe got into the vice presidency, Hunter Biden and company began creating all of these shell corporations. And all of a sudden, you got to start thinking about all of the things, all the little projects that Obama put Joe in charge of, right? Remember Sheriff Joe? And Joe was going to cure cancer, and Joe was going to fix the border, which is why Kamala Harris hasn't been able to do anything about it, because it's already fixed, right? It all got fixed under Joe. Right, all of the things that Joe Biden was put in charge of negotiating and all of this, and he went over to Ukraine and he, yeah, you know, prosecutor, uh, SOB, he was gone. Right, like all of these things now take on a completely different look when you're gazing through this prism of all of the LLCs that were created after he got into office, and then how immediately after 2017 they started shutting them down. They did no more work with Romania after Biden's little pet project of, you know, cleaning up corruption in Romania. Which, by the way, if you're going to Romania to, quote, clean up the corruption and lecture Romanians on anti-corruption stuff, do you think that might be a good opportunity to find out where some of the corruption might be so one might take advantage of it? I'm just asking questions. The committee says the amount of money involved in these financial transactions is significant. The wires and money transfer range from approximately $5,000 all the way to at least $3 million. Any services provided for these fees would likely have corresponding invoices, right? I mean, they are legitimate companies doing legitimate work, right? So what are the invoices for? What do they state on the invoices? The companies may also maintain books and records detailing the use of such funds. The parties should have contracts. They should have agreements. They should have communications setting forth the terms of the engagement, expectations of the parties, all of that stuff, right? The committee intends to obtain those materials to the extent that they exist. Hunter Biden was the owner of one of them called Awasco PC. And that one, um, that is a particular focus for them. 
Owasco. So you're going to hear more about that in the coming weeks. Their dealings, the Biden's dealings with Chinese nationals and historically corrupt corporate entities are of concern to the committee. The committee recognizes there exist legitimate commercial transactions with China-based entities and individuals. Absolutely. However, the pattern of behavior engaged in by the Bidens and their Chinese counterparties, memorialized in relevant bank records, signals an attempt to layer companies and cloud the source of money. Furthermore, the purported services provided by Hunter Biden are inconsistent with the bank records. Right? The services. Because you can't write down influence peddling. I sold this influence. I got this guy to agree to a quid pro quo. I arranged to meet with dad who agreed to do this thing in exchange for money going into our family accounts. Like you can't say all of that in the bank accounts. Joe Biden is leaving the country, too. I heard that yesterday on Brett Winterbull's show, that he's going to, was it Papua, Papua, I don't even know, is that New Guinea? Is it Papua, Papua, New Guinea? PNG, as I call it. Um, Why is he leaving the country for this? It's something to do with climate change, I want to say. Guys, I think it's, we have to entertain the very real possibility that he and his family might be fleeing the country. We need to check into the Papua New Guinea uh, extradition laws. I'm just asking questions. Meanwhile, the U.S. CIA both solicited signatures for and eventually approved the infamous 2020 letter claiming that the Hunter Biden laptop story was a Russian disinformation plot. This is according to people in the CIA who have now testified in front of congressional authorities. According to a report released today by the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government, multiple former U.S. intelligence officials testified under oath about the CIA's involvement in the distribution of the letter, which was eventually signed by more than 50 former senior U.S. intelligence officials. So yesterday I talked about how somebody did something wrong like because they have to go through this uh, pre-publication classification review board or the PCRB, right? And and this, th- this process takes a really, really, really long time, weeks or months. And so how did they whip up this letter so quickly? How did Mike Morell, former CIA chief, whip up the letter so fast and then get it uh, uh, cleared? for publication by this body when it takes months for that to happen. Well, now we know. Now we know. Some of the people that cleared it, distributed it. They were working on the letter too. The word cahoots is thrown around much too often nowadays, but I think in this situation it occurred. I really do. I think it occurred. Cahoots, as far as the eye could see, I.A. The Pre-Publication Classification Review Board, tasked with reviewing statements, letters, and books. And in March, uh, an email to congressional investigators, there was a former CIA official who said, yeah, uh, I had written a book, and I asked this board to, you know, clear it so I could publish it. 
And when they announced to me, when they called me to tell me that they were going to clear it, they also said, hey, you want to sign on to this letter we got today? Mm-hmm. Is that a quid pro quo? Cahoots, I dare say. Cahoots. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Got a message here from MAGA American Pitbull says, what if the big guy isn't Joe Biden, but is Barack Obama? I don't think so, but I uh, I like the way you're thinking. Um, no, because that guy, what's his face? Tony Bobolinsky. He said the big guy was Joe. And that makes more sense because, again, if you think... Look at where all of this stuff started, right? It tracks back to 2009 when he becomes vice president. And that's when Hunter Biden in, you know, probably like, a, you know, crack fueled uh, moment of manic effectiveness uh, went and started all of these these LLCs, you know, 15 LLCs or so. And they did all of that in order to create the layers so you could wash the money through the different entities. And by doing that, you throw off investigators, anybody who's, you know, trying to just get a get a sight line in on some of the stuff you can't see unless you actually get subpoena power. And when Democrats had that kind of control, they never would subpoena it, of course. And I suspect they were just as shocked as everybody else when Donald Trump won in 2016. And it created a very real problem for the Biden family syndicate, right? Because they've been... They've been planning, obviously, you create all of this infrastructure, and so you want to be able to then continue to to cash in on this stuff after dad's out of office. And I wonder, did that even lead to his decision to run for president? Was this part of their their insurance? Like we're gonna like we're in some serious trouble. We're out here exposed, you know? It was their own version of the Clinton Global Initiative. Um, and then, mind you, you've got the uh, you've got the Hunter Biden laptop. You've got the crimes that were exposed on that. They learn about this in October of 2020, and so you've got to you got to get rid of that. You got to short circuit this, right? And so they draft a letter. You get Anthony Blinken, who calls up, who's working for the Biden campaign. He calls up Mike Morell, former CIA chief. And says, hey, this might be Russian disinformation. Mike Morell's like, I totally agree. And so they write up a letter. And Morell, along with this guy, Polyamorous, or whatever his name is, they write up this uh, letter. And they then distribute it to all of their pals in the intelligence community. But they also had some help from some people that were on payroll at the CIA. There was a fella by the name of David Cairns. And... He said that a CIA official that was supposed to review and approve a memoir that he planned to publish 
told him about the Hunter Biden laptop letter and asked him if he would like to sign it. Quote, when the person in charge of reviewing my book called to say it was approved with no changes, I was told about the draft letter and they asked me if I'd be willing to sign it. According to an email, the CIA official also read specific language from the letter to Karens to convince him to sign it. He stated he did not remember the name of that official. Um, His wife, Janice, who retired from the CIA in 1995, also signed the letter. It was, get this, the letter was first submitted to the Pre-Publication Classification Review Board, the PCRB. It was sent to them, submitted to them by the CIA acting director and one of the Biden campaign surrogates, Mike Morrell, at 6.34 a.m. on October 19th, 2020. The CIA review board acknowledged receipt about 40 minutes later at 7.11 a.m. A couple hours later, three hours later, at 10.27, former CIA official Kristen Wood blind copied a distribution list of former Intel officials asking them to sign the letter. Karens later responded to Wood's email and agreed to sign the letter. Emails obtained by House investigators reveal the former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, he was the one, he was the one who, by the way, peddled the false allegations that Trump colluded with Russia, but he was the one that inserted the language that instead of you say, oh, I feel it's a Russian operation, uh, instead say it has all the classic earmarks. That was his language he put in. Morell directed the CIA review board to quickly review his letter so it could be released and publicized ahead of the debate between Trump and Biden. And that's how it got rushed through a months-long process that took mere hours when it was going to help the big guy. Not only was there zero evidence showing Hunter Biden's laptop and the stories surrounding it were Russian disinformation, in fact, the federal government knew, knew the laptop belonged to Hunter Biden because they had it. They had it for a year for more than a year before this letter was put together, before the news broke. But they knew the news was going to break because they had been listening in on Rudy Giuliani's communications. And Rudy went to the New York Post and gave them all the information, so they knew it was coming too. They knew it was coming because they had, they had uh, uh, pre-planted into the social media organizations through their back-channel uh, uh Uh, communications and relationships with Twitter and Facebook and Google and YouTube, right? That they they talked to them about this. Hey, you know, be aware there might be a hack and dump operation that would bear all the earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. The Aspen Institute did a, right, they did a tabletop exercise with media people. Like, what would you do if there was a hack and dump operation? And let's say just, you know, picking a topic, let's say, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop. That's the fake story. What would you do? How would you censor it? They knew it was real. At some point, like, we have to acknowledge the election interference, no?